Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Dan Takaki, joined here with my co-host, partner, girlfriend, the jingle to my jangle, Kara Zalaya. <laughs> and if you're listening to this on release date, November 12th, happy Dan Day to all who celebrate. Happy Dan Day. Everyone. Today is Dan Day. It's very exciting. It's Dan's birthday. He's turning 20 fine. 29? <laughs> So everyone celebrates on November 12th for Dan Day. So happy Dan Day. Celebrate all of the Dans in your life. All of them. Even if they're not born on today. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast. One that is so seasonal that it's only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That is correct. We love Christmas and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites for no reason other than to have a good time. So, let's get into it. Kara, what are we watching this week? This week, we are watching the 1974 Rankin and Bass Christmas movie musical, The Year Without a Santa Claus, starring Mickey Rooney as the titular Santa Claus and Shirley Booth as Mrs. Claus. So, this is kind of a classic childhood, not claymation. It's a claymation. It's a claymation, yeah. And uh, I guess I wanted to know if you've seen this before, vaguely, right? Yeah, so I did see this movie before. I've seen this a couple of times before in my memory. This feels, though, like a Mandela effect type thing where I remembered specific parts of this movie very vividly. Is it mostly the song? Let me explain what I thought this movie was. The movie is The Year Without a Santa Claus, and I thought what happened was Santa got sick and couldn't go out on Christmas. Right. And so Mrs. Claus sent a couple of elves to go find a replacement for Santa Claus. Oh, that's not what happens. That's not what happens. At all. But I vividly remember this because I remember them going to go find people to be replacements. And so they go... What movie created this memory for you? This movie, I thought. (laughs) Because I remember they go to see the heat miser and the snow miser. Right. And they go to the snow miser and they're like, snow miser, what do you think about being Santa? And he does his song. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. And he. That's a better movie. Right. So like, that's why I remember this movie better because there's a whole thing where the snow miser does like a practice run as Santa and he freezes over like all of the land with snow and ice. And then they have to go find the heat miser to be like, hey, we needed a replacement and your brother messed up so we need you to melt down the snow that he did this is what you remember i remember this and then like (laughs) i was gonna say you could be making right now your summary and i'd be like yeah that happened because i watched this movie what last week and i already don't remember it the movie is very different from this i'm gonna get into the what happened during the movie (laughs) itself but i remember then the heat miser was then tapped to be the new santa claus and then he melted everything and then it was resolved by mother nature their mother and then Mrs. Claus ended up being like, I'm just going to be Santa for the day. That's a better movie. And Mrs. Claus becomes Santa for the day. That's a better movie. Right. And so I was very confused watching this movie. <laughs> so that is my weird, foggy, fake memory of this movie. Sure. But why don't you tell me what you thought this movie was going to be about? Because I know you haven't seen it. No, I hadn't seen this one. Or if I had, I had no memory of it. I... I can't remember if I'd seen Rudolph before. If I did, I had no memory of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember seeing Santa Claus because I remember Ginger Young 
uh, Saint Nick. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Whatever that one is called. So I thought that basically this would be some sort of like it's a wonderful life for kids mm, in like okay. an hour and that Santa would have some situation emotionally where he felt like he couldn't be Santa or it wasn't worth it anymore. And then some angels or some magical people would like show up and be like, no, this is what the world would be like without a Santa Claus. Oh, we need you. That would also be a better movie. Yes, it would. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that the heat miser and the snow, snow miser. miser were like, you know, Christmas past, Christmas present kind of thing. But oh. like, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. That would be great. <laughs> like an angel and a demon yeah, type thing. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's that's a much better movie than this movie. Anyway. We've pitched two great movies so far. <laughs> well, since we were both fully off. About what this movie was supposed to be. Yeah. And if you've never seen this movie before, it's like 60, 70 minutes. You can watch it. But if you don't want to, Dan's going to tell you real quick what happened. I'm going to try to do it quickly. But again, as often comes up when I'm writing these recaps, there's a lot that happened in this movie. <laughs> this 60 minute movie has stuff going on every minute of this movie yeah there's also a lot of songs and a lot of characters yeah a lot of characters this is fully a musical with some i guess original songs for this movie and then you know some classic ones that i guess this came out in the 70s so i don't know if those were classics then (laughs) maybe they were made for this movie that's not my job on this team that's kara's job to find out we'll see if she came through so let's get into it dear daniel what is the year without a santa claus about Okay, so like we said, this movie is called The Year Without a Santa Claus, starring Mickey Rooney as Santa, Shirley Booth as Mrs. Claus, Dick Sean as the Snow Miser, and George Irving as the Heat Miser. This is one of those classic Rankin and Bass productions. They directed this movie, and it came out in 1974. So the quick synopsis of this movie is that Santa, it's around Christmas, and he's feeling sick, and he's tired. And the doctor basically tells him, Nobody cares about Christmas anyway. Just take the year off. It's fine. <laughs> and he's like, you know, <laughs> I could use a vacation. And everybody else is like, what? You can't just stop do Christmas. And so he he tells Mrs. Claus and the elves and the reindeer, he's like, hey, guys, I'm out this year. Sorry, we're canceling Christmas. Ridiculous premise. <laughs> why, why don't you take a vacation in the summer like the rest of us? I can't take off during an election. Yeah. This is, th- your, th- this is your day, guy. <laughs> this is your job. Your one job. You have one heavy lift of the year. Like, yeah, you probably supervise the elves, but, like, probably not. No. What do you do? Absolutely Tra- not. As we saw in Rudolph, you don't train the reindeer. What are you doing? Twiddling his thumbs. Twiddling his thumbs. Yeah, I don't know. The first option that Mrs. Claus thinks of is, what if I just took over the job? Yeah. A good option. And she does like a song and dance where she puts on the suit and goes and sees the elves. And they're always like, Mrs. Claus. And she's like, oh, rats, you you found me out. It's me, Mrs. Claus, not Santa. And you and I were both like, what does that matter? (laughs) What does it matter if people recognize you as Mrs. Claus? Yeah, no one is supposed to see Santa anyway. Right. I don't I didn't understand why she just didn't carry on with her her quest, which is know why I know why. (laughs) I understand, like... Politically in the 1970s, Mrs. Claus. Listen, I get it. But in my mind, that's how the movie ended. So So that plan does not work out for Mrs. Claus. So she decides plan B is I'm going to get these two elves, Jingle and Jangle, to take Vixen down to... I almost said Earth. I guess they're on Earth. To find out whether people still 
believe in Santa and believe in Christmas because she wants to get Santa's spirits up to get him to, to rally. How is it that Santa has the technology to know whether you've been naughty or nice, but not the technology to know whether people believe in Santa Claus? Do you think he doesn't get too in the weeds on what's naughty and what's nice? We're going to get into a whole theological argument about Santa Claus if that's what we're doing. Good. Let's do it. I don't know. What are we doing on this episode? Jingle and Jangle and Vixen go fly down to the United States, but on their way they get interrupted or attacked by the Heat Miser and the Snow Miser brothers on their way down. And so they get thrown off course, and instead of going to like a Christmassy town, they end up in, get ready folks, Southtown, USA. Wow. Really creative in the 70s. <laughs> anyway, so they go to Southtown, USA, where it never snows and the kids don't believe in Santa. A great place to start. Florida. <laughs> yeah. It didn't look swampy enough to be Florida. No, it's definitely like lower Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably where it is. Or like South Carolina. Yeah, I was going to say South Carolina. Yeah. Lindsey Graham. So while they're there, Jingle and Jangle go around and start talking to the kids to be like, hey, aren't you upset that Santa's not coming this year? And they're all like, no, not really. And they meet a little kid named Iggy. Iggy is one of the main characters in this movie, too. He's just a little redheaded boy who is around and helps sometimes. In my fun facts section, I point out that Jessica, which is Mrs. Claus's name, apparently. Jessica Claus? <laughs> hey, I'm Santa. This is my wife, Jessica. Jessica slash Mrs. Claus has red hair in Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which came out in 1970, which is a prequel to this, while the much older Mrs. Claus in this film has red highlights and Iggy has red hair. And I'm just saying there's like a lot of like red hair supremacy in this these films. Mm. And I have questions. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. Maybe they want you to remember that it's Christmas. And so they're oh, putting yeah. red everywhere. In Southtown, you say everything's got to be red so you know it's christmas so you know it's christmas anyway so while they're talking to the kids vixen the reindeer is like this is vixen at this point too is also like the youngest the babyest of reindeer yeah vixen is baby let's, vixen let's, is baby let's, let's get that on the table vixen is baby <laughs> vixen probably got cut for rudolph in the movie yeah you know like vixen didn't make the team the first no, round absolutely not so Vixen is feeling ill because he's in a warm climate and he can't handle the heat. Also because he carried two elves. <laughs> two full elves from the North Pole to seemingly Georgia. Yeah. Which is a long way for a rain baby reindeer to fly. Yeah. And so he's taken by the local dog catcher. Why? In so much of the media that we consumed as children, were there like... Dog, dog catchers. Catch Have you ever seen a dog catcher in your life? Once, I don't think that's a real job. That's not a real job. Animal control is a job. Yes. But like specifically dog catchers yes. is not a dog. It, it feels like it had like like a very Wicked Witch of the West. I always say the Wicked Witch of the West, but it feels like it had the dun 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 like, like that theme yeah. every time that there's like a dog catcher in a cartoon. And I, like, I, I need childhood movies to villainize billionaires <laughs> instead of dog catchers, quicksand, What's another one? Liver and onions. Oh, yeah. Never right. once in my life have I had I've liver and onions. I've never seen that as an option on a menu. <laughs> I just... Like, oh, liver and onions. None of those things have ever caused me any ills in my life. But I have, I have some suggestions of things that have. That said, I do think liver and onions would be a disgusting dish. Sure. That's why no one makes it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's, I guess that's fair. So it, what happens? <laughs> in so, Southtown, USA. So in Southtown, Jingle and Jangle are like, oh no, he's been taken by the dog catcher. So they go to the dog catcher and they can't pay the fine to get Vixen out of the dog pound. And so 
they go to the mayor and the mayor's this like southern mayor and he's like you're elves ha 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 if you're elves why can't you make it snow and they're like well i guess we could probably try and so he's like well if you make it snow in south town by christmas you can have vixen back out of jail or out of the dog pound and so then they go on their whole quest to make it snow i'm gonna circle back to them in a second okay after Vixen gets taken, Jingle and Jangle also are find a way to communicate to Mrs. Claus on like a radio or something. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Claus tells Santa and she Santa's like, God damn it. And so Santa gets out of bed, hops on one of the reindeer and flies down to Southtown and immediately frees Vixen. He immediately gets Vixen out. Yeah. It's one of those things where he's like five minutes behind everybody. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's a lot of, you know, like slapsticky, like, like, oh, darn, I just missed them. Yeah. And so he goes to the dog catcher and he's like, have you seen two little elves in red suits? And the dog catcher's like, yeah, they were just here. They went to go see the mayor. He's like, ah, oh, well, well, can I have Vixen? I'm Santa. (laughs) He also has dinner with Iggy and his family. Right. So, yeah, that's the other thing. So Iggy doesn't believe in Santa, right? And so Santa is disguised as not Santa, but it's just like... He he, might as well just be wearing like Groucho Marx. Well, it is like in the Tim Allen, the Santa Claus, where he's just in a red tracksuit and a beard. It's like, I'm not Santa. I'm, I'm Klaus. That's my name is Klaus. And Iggy's just this dumb piece of shit. He's like, <laughs> oh, nice to meet you, Klaus. Do you want to come see my family? And then they Things have... Things were different in the 70s. Iggy, had, Iggy and his family had a whole song and dance number where they were like, you don't believe in Santa? And then Iggy's parents were like, I believe in Santa. And they all sing and like, it's really weird. And then Santa's like, ho, 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 ho. And Iggy's like, wait, hit that laugh? Klaus? That was Santa Claus. And so Iggy believes in Santa again and gets excited for Christmas. Santa leaves with Vixen to go back to the North Pole. Just, he's like, fuck Jingle and Jangle. I don't know how they're going to get home. <laughs> like, They'll figure it out. They'll figure they're it magical out. elves. I, oh, he was like, I got to get Vixen home before he starts dying. And I'm like, I think, he's, <laughs> I think he already is. You could wait like five minutes for the two elves. But so they're in contact with Mrs. Claus and they're like, we got to go see the snow miser to make it snow in Southtown. And so Mrs. Claus comes. So that people believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't understand that. Yeah. So they want to make it snow in Southtown to prove that they're elves, to prove that Santa exists, to give the Christmas spirit. I see. Okay. Um, And so Mrs. Claus comes down on like a sled. Sure. And she hops in with the two elves and Iggy. Iggy Mm -hmm. decides, he's like, I'm going to come with you. I'm going to help Santa in any way I can. My new best friend, Klaus. They go to see the snow miser and the snow miser and the heat miser are the best parts of this movie. Yes. A hundred percent. They have iconic songs that I will be inputting them here now. I'm Mr. White Christmas. Too much. 
These are bops. What yeah, bops, bops on bops. What bops those were that we just listened to in this moment. <laughs> if you vaguely know this movie, I'm sure that's the only thing you know from this movie. They go to see the snow miser and they're like, can you make it snow in Southtown? He's like, well, no, that's my stepbrother's territory, the heat miser. There's all this family drama and then there's mother nature and all these men who don't communicate with each other and all these women who have to do emotional labor and Mm -hmm. it's exhausting. Yeah, it's a lot. Also, this movie doesn't pass the Bechtel test. (laughs) No two women talk to each other. Mrs. Claus and mother nature do. Yeah, but only about Santa Claus. Mm, That's fair, yeah. Boo. I mean, yeah, they only have one conversation. So, like, (laughs) even if that, even if they were talking about nonsense, like, I like that this is the first movie we're holding to the standard of the Bechdel test. Yeah, that's correct. You know what? You know what? You know what passed the the Bechdel test? A A Christmas Christmas Prince. Prince. Yeah, correct. You're right. You're right. They talked about Spina Feminist film, A Christmas Prince. It's like Eve Ensler wrote it, you know, just straight, you know. Well, you said it was Austinian. I said it hearkened to the times of Austin, I believe. Anyway, so they they go to see the heat miser and he's like, no, you can't let it, you can't let it snow there. And they're like, well, we're just going to go talk to your mother then, which I don't know why they just didn't go there in the first place. So they go to mother nature. You called it right away. You were like, oh, their mom is mother nature. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, so it's Mother Nature, and they're like, she's supposed to be this like big looming threat, and she's just Mother Na- She's just a nice lady. I bet she has some good geese. <laughs> good geese. And so they go to Mother Nature, and she's like, you two boys behave. Also, Heat Miser and Snow Miser are like demigods, because they're just like towering over <laughs> the size of the There's other. too much lore for this 60-minute film. I know. So they settle their, their disagreements. It snows in Southtown. Everybody starts believing in Santa again. Jingle and Jangle go down to the pound, and they're like, where's Vixen? And the dog catcher's like kara's just shaking her head in disgrace right now (laughs) they go down to the dog catcher and he's like oh vixen's been gone for a couple days now (laughs) and they go back up to the north pole so the movie ends though where it snows in Southtown, and then all of the children of the world sing blue christmas and send presents and letters to santa instead of having santa come and bring presents to them on like the day before christmas right yeah and then Santa pukes and rallies, and he's like, "All right, I'm ready to go. I can't, I can't pass up Christmas. It's, it's my it's, one job. It's my one job. What are you talking about, Mrs. Claus? Gaslight, gatekeep, <laughs> girl boss. Oh God. And so Santa, Santa does Christmas, and everybody's happy, and that's the end of the movie. That was such a long recap. That's a TV special for you. I have a lot of notes. I do too, but you go first. What do you have to say about this film? What do you have to say for yourself about this film? <laughs> Before we started recording, I was like, I don't think i like this movie i think i'm gonna be pretty negative during this episode and then you mentioned everything that happens and now i'm seething i think i don't like santa claus based films this is so controversial actually i think the concept of santa sucks go on oh i like the santa claus like the santa claus because the santa claus is kind of a satire the santa claus is kind of like santa claus is scummy yeah so i struggle with the source material i think that he is like if willy wonka And Judeo-Christian God had a baby, that's Santa Claus. Okay, yeah, I buy that. You know? Yeah. Where it's like this looming, omnipresent figure... 
that casts judgment also has workers of another species. The lore is never really explained. I also want to say this is like another one of these movies where the side characters are way more interesting than the main characters. Sure. Heat Miser and Snow Miser are barely in this movie. Like I said, I thought they were two of the main characters in this movie. I think that they're the best characters. Mother Nature is a great character. Mrs. Claus is a good character. I don't care about Jingle and Jangle. I never cared journey. about them. I've I never cared. <laughs> I liked AOC's boyfriend and the other one we watched. Oh, Yukon Cornelius? I love Yukon. I'd fucking die for Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> yeah, he's great. <laughs> There's no one that I felt that strongly about in this one. I feel strongly about the Snow Miser and the Heat Miser. Yeah, I mean, they're cool, but like, Yukon, like... Yukon's a hero. Let's not get it twisted. Yukon <laughs> is a hero and he tamed the Yeti. It's true. He's great. Oh, what does he call the Yeti? It's like the... Abominable Snowman? No, 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 no. He has a nickname for him, like Old old Bumbler or something. <laughs> Give me the Yukon spinoff. That's what I want. How would I change this movie? I would make this movie what we pitched at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I already made my notes for this movie to be better. I think I made a pretty decent movie. Anyway, those are all my notes. Those are your notes? What do you have to say I mean... for yourself? <laughs> Which is apparently how we're starting this again. <laughs> I think this was also a not good movie. Great. I'll say it wasn't bad as The Christmas Prince for me. I disagree. Like, for me. Again, as I mentioned with The Christmas Prince, my expectations were much higher than they should have been. Well, that's on you. That's on society. (laughs) We live in a society where they set expectations for certain movies, and that was one of them. Mm. My main note is that we talked about it during the movie. The second half of the movie, once the Miser Brothers show up, is much better than yes. the first half. The first half hour is a snooze fest. I said, it felt like it was three hours long. I felt I said stuff happened, but like nothing really happened. The second half is when the action is. Yeah. It's when Santa shows up to save the dog. Miser Brothers show up. Vixen. <laughs> He's not a dog. He's a reindeer. Do you have any other notes? <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> Our favorite segment. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my note is what I said earlier. I, yeah. th- I think that's the better version of the movie is the fever dream that I had of this movie before where the heat miser and the snow miser play bigger roles in it. Great. This film is irrelevant because there, this is a non-problem that could have been fixed by <laughs> Mrs. Claus just doing Santa's job. Right. It, that, that should have just been the solution from the beginning. She should have just done it. <laughs> a year without a Santa Claus? No, thank you. <laughs> And also, your version of the movie would have been better. Yeah. Where it's like A Christmas Carol, but Santa. Yeah. Or It's a Wonderful Life, but Santa. Right. Yeah. Both. A, a it's combo. a Wonderful Life is kind of Christmas Carol-y. Same, vice versa, yeah. Yeah. I don't I assume A Christmas Carol is older. Yes. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Dickens. I got it. It's clear that you did not minor in English. I did not minor in English. <laughs> I, I really don't have that many notes, though. So why don't you go ahead and tell me some fun facts about this movie? I'm, I, I'm curious to know. I feel like there's probably a good amount. It's less bleak than, than last week. That's good. That's good to know. So I bet you're wondering, hey, Kara, when did a year without a Santa Claus take place? Can I can I try? Yeah. Hey, Kara, when did a year without a Santa Claus take place? Well, Daniel, based on the fashions and architecture of Southtown, it probably takes place between 1890 and 1915. 1890? Yes. This is This is set like 80 years in the past? Yeah. Weird. Odd. This is a very long time ago. I don't know. When did did radios start? You know, you're you're the engineer. Don't. I don't. Don't. 
because they I'm used. From, I'm not from here. They used radio in the 1890s. Yeah. 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 For sure. So Jangle Bells and his name's Jangle Bells. That's so rough. Jangle Bells and Snow Miser resemble one another, and Jingle Bells and Heat Miser also resemble one another. Oh. That's just a stylistic choice they made. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's fun. Who would you rather be? I mean, I'd rather be Jangle. No, no, no. Heat or Snow Miser. Well, that's because Snow. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I'd also rather be the Snow Miser. Yeah, he seems cooler. Yeah. He's got a better song. This is Shirley Booth's last filmed acting project. What else has Shirley Booth done? Shirley Booth was an Academy Award, Emmy Award, three-time Tony Award winning actress. Oh, so she was booked and busy yeah she did a ton of stuff she won her academy award for best actress in 1952 for come back little sheba another fun fact is that during the snow right here in dixie song a charlie chaplin figure appears as a south town resident oh which brings me to my one-time segment I love your one-time segments. Thank you. I come up with them right on the spot. If there was a figurine that appeared as a Southtown resident of a famous person that you could choose, who would you choose? You have three seconds. So during the Southtown Dixie song? Yes. A figurine of a famous person appeared? Yes. Yoda. Oh. I think that'd be fun if Good. Yoda did it. A little puppet of Yoda would yeah. be a nice little thing. Okay. I have a one-time question for you. Okay. If you were going to put a live human person in this movie during the South Dixie song, what would it be? But everybody else is still puppets. <laughs> Everyone is puppets, but there's one human. Are they the same size as the, as no, the puppets? No, they're huge. They're hu- <laughs> Towering. It would be like if you walked into... Uh, That's walk- easy. That's easy. Michael Shannon. Easy. Done. I don't even have to think about it. Big shoulders, uh, big dreams. Big shoulders, big <laughs> dreams. City of Chicago, big Chicago. <laughs> We love you, Michael Shannon. Oh. If you're listening, rate and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good joke. That gets you every time. I know, I know. Also, if you're not Michael Shannon, please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. But if you're going to leave a review, I think leave it on Apple. I don't think other platforms do reviews. Do you know the poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas? Is that Twas the Night Before yes. Christmas with All Through the House? Yes, correct. Okay. I do. So, I do know that one. So that's the one that names the reindeer. On Dasher, on Dancer, right. on Prancer, on Vixen, Correct. on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner, on Blitzen. Yes. Yes, right at the end. Right. So the names of the reindeer in this like cinematic universe of these like claymations are consistent with the Clement Moore poem, which is the Twas the Night Before Christmas. Okay. And then my last little fun fact is that the painting hanging in Santa Claus's bedroom. Sure is the same one that is put up in the town hall at the end of Santa Claus is Coming to Town in 1970. So all of these movies have little, like, Easter eggs from Mm. the other claymation-y movies. Yeah, that's That's, cute. That's nice. Yeah. I would imagine there's probably some overlap in, like, the the puppets or whatever they use, too. Yeah, I'm sure. I would imagine the reindeer puppets are similar to this one and that one. That's fascinating. And that's all I've got for you. I genuinely didn't know where the reindeer names were from. So that's that was a, that, that was a fun illuminating. fact. A fun fact. All righty, folks. As we do every episode, it's time for our definitive ranking of this movie. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So out of 12 days of Christmas, how many days of Christmas is this for you, dear Dan? Three French hens. Three French hens? Yeah. What kind of hens? Plump ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good ones. Plump hens. Yeah. Like the Muppets. Oh, yeah. I know there's a chickens, but the Muppets hens. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. And, you know, I 
this is this is a movie that I fully misremembered, and I I enjoyed the Heat Miser and the Snow Miser, and those songs are iconic and really carry the bulk of the movie for me. Yeah, and so those songs are the three points. Yeah, the three the three stars, the three days of Christmas. I think also now that we've built about four months of our lives every year to making this podcast. Yeah. We are realizing that we have a wide range of Christmas movies to pick from. And so when things sort of sink to the bottom, we're like, we don't have to watch this again. There's actually great stuff. Yeah. There are good movies. Yeah. You know, I don't generally operate under the how many times am I going to watch this again factor. Sure. And so that's not factoring into this. It's just a raw, raw three French hens for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but... What about you? What are you what are you going to give this? I'm going to give this two turtle doves. Two turtle doves? Yeah, that sounds right. You know, I just like a turtle, it dragged. Like a dove, it's fine. <laughs> it made you question a lot of things. I mean, oh, oh, what doesn't? <laughs> you didn't get it. It's provocative. <laughs> supposed I, to make you think i i i i spend my whole i the, the amount of times that i turn to you at like one in the morning before we're going to bed and i'm like do you ever think about you know like i don't need i don't yeah. need this for my christmas you know what doesn't make me think a christmas prince and i love that and that's why that made me think too much <laughs> Thank you so much to you for listening. We are only 43 days away from Christmas, and we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. Please share this with your friends if they aren't already listening. Join us next week as we take a look back at a movie that feels like it could be very bad, but hopefully in a fun way, we are watching Deck the Halls. Starring Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick. We love Danny DeVito. (laughs) Danny DeVito is the best. That alone, I'm already predicting very high scores. Also, Kristen Chenoweth is in this movie. What? (laughs) Chenoweth? Your good friend, Kristen Chenoweth. And as we say every episode, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.